evening brothers and sisters in Christ. So today is the fifth episode, believe it or not, the fifth freaking episode. I just want to thank God, to God be the glory. He is truly good for this because this, this is nothing but his doing. All glory to God. Um, so I do want to open this up with the daily devotional today. Um, I'm opening the book so your pages turn, and that is why. <laughs> but um, the daily devotional today is for June 30th, and let me read it to y'all. It reads, I am the truth, the one who came to set you free. As the Holy Spirit controls your mind and actions more fully, you become free in me. You are increasingly released to become the one I created you to be. This is a work that I do in you as you yield to my spirit. I can do my best handiwork when you sit in the stillness of my presence, focusing your entire being on me. Let my thoughts burst freely open your consciousness, stimulating abundant life. I am the way and the truth and the light. As you follow me, I lead you along paths of newness, ways you have never imagined. Don't worry about what is on the road up ahead. I want you to find your security in knowing me, the one who died to set you free. Some verses to go with that today is John 8, 32, and it reads, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Uh, something else it felt something else is Philippians 2:13 for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good promise and then you have John 14:6 Jesus answered I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me Okay, so that is today's daily devotional. And I actually find it pretty crazy because of the fact that um, today I wanted to talk about submitting to God. Um, not a lot of us do that in today's society, submit to God. And I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you live in a society where people, we live in the age of the Nicolaians. If you don't know what the Nicolaians is, you actually go to Revelations and you can find Nicolaians there. Um, it is, its definition means a people who do what they want to do, whatever feels right, do it. Nothing is immoral to them. And that is the day and age we live in where we are the day and age of the Nicolaians. We are the generation of the Nicolaians and they do whatever feels right. It does not matter to them. It doesn't matter at all. Um, we are not trying to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. We are trying to do whatever feels good to the flesh. And that is the society that we live in. And that is why I'll be talking about submitting to God today. Submission to God. Um, time, you know. <laughs> All right. So um, I kind of got some verses to go with us today on submitting to God. Um, I have this trusty, you know, I actually love it. Um, my friend. She got. She is mad at me about calling her my coworker, but my friend. Her name is Jeanette. Um, I'm, I love her mother. Her mother actually got me this book for my birthday, and it says "Words of Jesus for Everyday Living." Oh my gosh, it's an absolute one. 
blessing. It's an absolute blessing. And every day I open it and I can find any and everything that goes to whatever I'm feeling or whatever the case may be, you know. Or, you know, just for the Bible studies and the podcast and, you know, for, for all of it. So, and the website, you know, we, we got it all going. God is good. To God be the glory. Literally, y'all. God be the glory. But, so, some verses and some scriptures to go with, you know, what we got going today is submission to God is, here's the verses. If anyone forces you to go on one mile, go with them too. And that's Matthew 5, 41. And then you have Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, what is the kingdom of heaven? But the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Who be submitting to God is doing his will. That's submitting to God. That's why that verse is there. And you have Matthew 13, 9. Whoever has ears, let them hear. That's submission too. You know, when you have the ability to hear, you know what I'm saying? Hearing your father's word, hearing his voice is submission because everybody can't hear his voice. That's a blessing. Um, and then you have John 8, 31 and it reads, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Ooh, who don't want to be a disciple for the Lord? Who don't want to be a disciple for the Holy Spirit? Who don't want to be a disciple for who? King of kings, the Lord of lords, Elohim, Yeshua, Yahweh. Who don't want to be the king for him? I mean, uh, disciples of him. And then you have John 8, 51. Whoever obeys my word will never see death. Ooh. Obedience and submission is the same thing. You're submitting to him. Uh, it's, it's being a slave. And I know people say, I hate, I don't want to be a slave. Don't equate me to being a slave. Well, let me tell you something. Be a slave to God needs to be an instrument of life. It needs to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit. That's what being a slave to God means. So yes, I do want to be a slave. I want to be a slave for the Holy Spirit. Um, and it continues. And then you have John 14, 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. That's submission. That is submission. To obey his commandments. Man, God's word is deep, y'all. You better be getting into it. Get into it, baby. All right, now we have some more. Of course, you know, I got to have some more scriptures before we dive into, you know, um, the lessons and, you know, the questions and whatnot for you guys. But we have Matthew 3.15. We must carry out all that God requires Y'all, let me tell you something. That is absolutely one of my favorites because of the fact that it's like when you go to work, you're like, I, I have to do this. You know, I have to do that. And you're given requirements of what a company wants you to do. But to have the requirements of what the Lord wants you to do. And though at a job, you may be getting paid with money, you may be getting paid with treasures and whatever the case may be with God. Your treasure is with him. Your treasure is in heaven. You're carrying out his requirements. That is one of my favorites. Um, and then you have Matthew 6, 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Woo! We all know that one, you know. 
Um, then you have Matthew 18, 14. It is not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Ooh, that is, I'll let y'all dig into that one y'all. That's, that's pretty deep though. Go back and look at it most definitely. And that, that verse is Matthew 18, 14. And then we have Mark 3, 35. I have a lot for y'all. I have a lot of verses for y'all. I'm reading out of that little book, you know, my friend's mom gave me. And it reads Matthew 3, 35. Whoever does the will of my father is my mother or brother. Is, wait, I'm sorry. Whoever does the will of, of God is my brother, my sister, and mother. Um, to me, that right there is actually a living testament for me, too. Um, a lot of the times we think that our family is just blood, and I will be the first to tell you that is not the case. When Jesus said this, he was saying, they came to him at the gates, um, I give you a little, a little, you know, what happened? I, I, I need a rundown. I need a rundown. So they came to Jesus at the city gates and they were like, Jesus, Jesus, yo, yo, look, Jesus, your mama and your brother out there, you know, they at the city gates. You ain't going to let them, you know, you let them in. Go talk to your people. And he's, because he was in the middle of talking to, you know, a group of people. And Jesus said, whoever does the will of my father is my brother brother mother or sister and what he was saying was is he, he wasn't shunning shunning his brother or his mother or anything like that it was just letting them know hey you got the opportunity to be my family too all you have to do is do do my father's will so every every day i see somebody and like you know, I, I not see somebody but when i deal with people um I look at them as family by how they follow my law, my father's laws, just as much as how I would expect them to do the same for me. Um, but then we have John 4, 34. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me from finishing his work. If you don't go in your notebook right now, write John 4, 34 down, because that, that is very 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 deep my nourishment comes from doing the will of god who sent me and from finishing his work oh baby that's smoke and you have john 6 38 this is the last one before we get into you know the goodies the goodies the goodies i have come from i have come down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him who sent me. I'm going to repeat that. Rewind. Rewind. I have come down from heaven. Not to do my will. But the will of him who sent me. And that is. That should be something we all trying to say. You know. I'm, I'm not here to do anything for you. For, you know, for myself. I'm here to do my father's will. That's what we're here for, to do our Father's will. So those are some of the goody scriptures that we have. And I want y'all to keep those in mind as we dive into the word today. And as we dive into, you know, this Bible study, this co-ed Bible study that we're about to get into. Um, so submitting to God, before we start, I do want to open us up in prayer. Um, if you're on the podcast, uh, if you're on the website, or if you're in the Bible study, it doesn't matter where you are, 
Bow your heads. Let's get into it. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne today in submission. It's a submission of who you are. Glory be unto the slain lamb, for worthy is he to open the scroll. Worthy is he to send down commandments for me to obey, for us to obey. Day by day, we follow the ways of the Nicolaitans. We do what feels right to us. Without considering what you have done to save us from ourselves with your own blood. Father, in this day, we submit to your Holy Spirit. We submit to your presence. We give you authority over our lives. For you are our owner. For you are our master. For you are our supreme leader. And we abide in your word and your word alone. Let it be the path that we walk straight on. Let it be what feeds us, what nourishes us, what uplifts us, what guides us. In the name of names, in the King of Kings, I pray this prayer. Amen. All right. Ooh, I almost already started here. Y'all know how I get when it comes to my father's work. When it comes to our father's work. I gotta stop saying that. Um, my mom used to be like, it's my father. It's our father. So she's right. He is our father. It's all of our father's so father. So I have to stop saying that. Uh, force of habit. I'm sorry. And I'm still crying. Okay. So submitting to God. Guys, my notebook is so full. It's crazy. God. So um, I have some verses and I have some questions and I have some statements to give to y'all. Um, this Bible study is not just, you know, it's it's my understanding from it. Is I'm, I would never tell somebody that how I receive the word is it's it. You know what I'm saying? It's the, it's, it's the only way. <laughs> That's not how it works. God speaks to people differently. I, I don't know what he would tell you. I'm going to tell you what he tells me. Okay. So we have John 4, 7. John 4, 7. Um, I'm going to get into it. Give you time to get there in your Bibles or on your phones, whatever the case may be. I'll give you time to get there. So let me get a sip of this juice. Mm. All right. John 4, 7. And I'll be reading out of my Hebrew Bible. Therefore, be subject to God. Oppose the devil and he will flee from you. And I'll read that again. Therefore, be subject to God. Oppose the devil and he will flee from you. I want to tell you right now, this right here, um, it speaks on being a slave to God. And we know what a slave means. A slave is nothing but a vessel for life. It's an instrument for the Holy Spirit. It is A slave is somebody who allows the Holy Spirit to use them to be a vessel. So this speaks on being a slave to God and falling, in, falling into obedience and the effect is the protection of fleeing and fleeing of the devil because of your obedience to God. So that's what that is speaking on. And when you when to be a subject is to be a servant to is to be a slave. You're saying I'm going to be a servant to God. 
And how do you be a servant of God? By following his laws and statutes, by obeying his word, by doing what he said in that book, in your word, in the book that we're reading right now. That is how you be a subject to God. And when you do that, you won't have so, well, I'm not going to say you won't have so many attacks, but I'm going to say this, the devil going to run. You won't have the devil running with his tail tucked between his legs. I guarantee you that. He ain't going to stop him from coming back. He's going to come back with his temptations, you know, his little slickery slimyism, whatever, whatever, you know, his little shenanigans. But he's going to run. Because you have made God your refuge. Evil can't dwell where God resides. So when you become a subject to God. You, will, you make God your refuge. You make him your home. You take a residence in him. And then I, I, I wanted to kind of ask y'all this today. Um, have a, like a Q&A. In what ways have you made yourself subject to God? And I want you to seriously ask yourself that. Um, ask yourself that. And for me, I would say obedience to the Holy Spirit and God's word and submission to God and opposing the devil. So when you obey the Holy Spirit, when you obey God's word and you become submissive to him, you come become you become God's vessel. You allow the Holy Spirit to use you. You are being submissive to God. And in return, the devil flees because guess what? He messing with God. He messing with the Holy Spirit. Because you have allowed God to use you. So that's some good stuff. Um, I will most definitely say for me though, um, ways that I have become a subject to God is by controlling my anger. <laughs> controlling my anger is a big one. Um listening more, uh, speaking less, um, learning that isolation and, and solitude is not always understanding, becoming more understanding of when God's hand is involved in my life. That to me is submission because of the fact that I'm understanding him. And when I begin to understand him more, I, I begin to do, act, act, commit actions um, involving the Holy Spirit. And that to me is submission. Um, but that's that. And then we have Luke 22:42. So Luke chapter 22, verse 42. I'll say it again. Luke 22, verse 42. This is a good one. Um. This is a good one, but this is also a very, very big one. Um, let me get into it. Saying, Father, if you will take away this cup from me, but not the will of me, but of you, let me. And I'll say that again. Saying, Father, if you will take away this cup from me, but not the will of me, but of you let be. And if you don't get that, then I'll, I'll explain what it means. This speaks of being obedient and submissive to God. This is Jesus talking. This was Jesus asking God to remove this cup from me. He didn't want to die on the cross. Nobody want to die. 
don't nobody want to die. God, Jesus was saying, if Jesus is God, God, Jesus was saying, I don't want to do this, Lord. I don't want to do this, Father. But if you ask me to, obedience. If you ask me to, if you tell me to, Lord, I will do it. Because I have made myself a servant to you. That is true obedience. And I'm going to ask you a Q&A. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to ask you a Q&A. But let me continue. This speaks on being obedient and submissive to God. Even in the midst of dark and hard times. And leaning on the knowledge that his will and plans are better than our own. And that is exactly what Jesus knew. He knew that following Jesus, God's plans was better than his wants and his own cravings. Because he wanted to live. He wanted to continue through life. But he understood that he had to do what he had to do. Because God's plans were better than his own. Alright, so and then my question, my Q&A for you guys is how many times can you go back and look over your own life and see that your submission to his will and plans in hard times, even though it might not have been, not have been what you wanted, it was better to do it his way than your own. And what I mean by that is... um. How many times can you go back over your life and when you was about to face some hard times, I mean, it was about to get rough. You can go back over your life and you see, man, that if I would have did it, if I would have did it this way, it would have been better for me at the moment. At that moment, if you would have did it your way, it would have been better for you at the moment. But because you did it his way, you knew that it would be, if you're doing it his way, you know that even though it might be better for you at this moment, it will be better for your betterment of your future and your relationship with him if you do it his way. And you follow through in submission. That is true submission. So many times we go through life and we think, oh man, you know, my way is clearly probably the better way. <laughs> And it, it will be easier for us to do stuff the way we want to, you know, to do stuff the wrong way. The wrong way is sinfully, you know, pridefully, or whatever the case may be, uh, to, to act out of anger. You know, and if you like, if you know if you flip out on this person right now, excuse me, you know if you flip out on this person right now, they gonna leave you alone. But instead, you act in a calm manner. You act in a loving manner. And no, it may not get this person completely away from you. You know it's for the betterment of your relationship with God and possibly even theirs. That's submission. You thinking about all the outcomes because of the fact that, man, you submit to God. When you submit to God, let me tell you something. It gives you not just a a little detail it gives you the whole the whole shebang you get the whole shebang when you're submitting to God you start thinking of everything not just one little thing you're thinking of all outcomes you're, you consider it all 
because you considered Christ. But we got something else for you guys. And in this verse, it reads, Likewise, younger ones, be subject, which means submissive, to older ones, and all to one another being subject, which means submissive, put on humility, because God sets himself against proud ones, but he gives grace to the humble. Be humbled. And I'll read that again. Likewise, younger ones, be subject to older ones, and all put on humility. And oh, I'm sorry, let me go back. Likewise, younger ones be subject to older ones, and all to one another be subject. Put on humility. Be because God sets himself against proud ones, but he gives grace to the humble. Be humble. I'm gonna tell y'all what that means. This means this speaks on submitting to wisdom. And I'm gonna tell y'all what this for me, the older one is one whose knowledge of God's wisdom, whose knowledge is of God's wisdom, but it surpasses those whose isn't. That's what an older one is. To me, this is speaking on somebody who has a lot of wisdom um, in God. It's, it's not talking about, per se, somebody who's they 60 some years old and they got a cane and they walking down and they, oh, my back hurts. I'm not, I'm not talking like that. I'm talking about I'm talking about somebody who has gained a lot of wisdom. And wisdom is knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom is knowledge of God. So for me, this speaks of the older one who is who has wisdom, um, knowledge of God's wisdom. So we have to adhere to those whose wisdom may teach us who could use to gain more. And in understanding that, the older ones, which is, you know, the one who is wiser and the one who is younger, both submit to God. They are to be respectful to each other. That's why he says, likewise, younger ones be subject to older ones and older ones be subject to younger ones. He said, because y'all both follow God, because y'all both put your trust in God, even though one's uh, wisdom maybe more surpasses the other and the other one, you know, may not surpass the other. Because you both trust in God, you are to respect each other. Because they are co-sharers in the faith of Christ. When one who's much, who knows much, still respects the voice of one that knows less, and one that knows less and the one no respects the ones that knows more and they aren't prideful and they and they aren't they don't they act like they don't want to hear anything they they, want, they listen to they adhere to the voice of somebody who knows much that's humility they seek a committee a community of wiser people that's humility that's what that verse is talking about. A lot of people, um, a lot of people don't kind of like don't get that. And I'm not gonna lie. For me, um, it took me a long time um to to start to understand that. But then I have this one. This is the question for y'all. Do you listen to the knowledge of those whose wisdom supersedes your own? Can you submit to one who lacks wisdom? 
because they trust in the Lord? And that's a good question. Um, a lot of people when it's it's just like um, I have a great example. There was a guy who was in a wheelchair. I don't I don't remember his name, but he was so smart. But I think he had um, he couldn't. He was paralyzed. He couldn't really move. Um, he was super super smart, super smart, but. He knew everything, but he didn't know God. And it's kind of the same thing. Um, can you, but at the same time, it's not the same thing because of the fact that this person, they know every, this person knows nothing. But one thing they do know is that they know God. They believe in God. They trust in God. And when somebody who doesn't know much but they have so much faith and they can teach you the word. They can tell you this and tell you that. That's wisdom. And people who with a lot of treasures and people with a bunch of money, you know what I'm saying? They, they high up on it. They want to listen to people like that, especially if they have wisdom. Because they have an understanding that, hey, my treasures don't mean nothing if I don't have God. And they respect that person. So I want to tell y'all something else. A lot of people ask, what are some, what are, how do you be submissive to God? How do you be submissive? What is submission? What does submission look like? What does submission look like? And I'll tell you, I have a list of things that are submission. Rejoicing always. Even in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your sadness, in the midst of your suffering, in the midst when everything is dark and falling apart around you. Can you rejoice? Do you know who did? Job. Job rejoiced. Another way, uh, another thing of sign of submission, um, way of being submissive is trust. Trusting the Lord. Maybe Dobe is written all through this. Dobe, if you if you want to know what submission looks like, go to the book of Job. Um, trust. That is what submission looks like. Trusting God. Trust it. Even though I'm going through dark times, maybe even though my pockets is a little low. Even though my kids is driving me crazy. Even though I can't get my family to act right. You trust in the Lord. Obedience. Maybe you're following God's laws. You're listening to his word. That's obedience. Another way of, another thing of submission is joy. Oh, baby, that is something that God loves. He has told us to be joyful. That is submission. Love. He tells you to love your neighbor, love your brother, love your enemy, and to love him. That is submission also. Humility, being humble. Baby, please be humble. Act is submission. Giving. Giving, giving to the church. Um, I, I have another... I know a lot of you... I probably, probably lost y'all there, but I'll go into that in another Bible study, but giving giving is submission humility i already mentioned that prayer prayer is submission praying to god because when you're praying to god you're talking to god 
you've you've went down you, you you've gone lower than you you get on your knees your hands and your knees and you're praying you're talking and that is submission teaching and speaking the word that is submission that is submission God has told us to testify, to speak the word. Do not be cowards in the when it comes to talking about your father. That is submission, self-control. Baby, when you can control yourself from eating an extra chicken wing, maybe put that pizza down. Or maybe um don't watch that TV show. Or maybe you don't need to be watching that um instead of saying porn. I already said it. Porn. Maybe you don't need to watch that. Because self-control. Control your eyes. Control your tongue. That is submission to God. The last thing that I have for you when it comes to submission is acknowledging Holy Spirit. That is submission. That is submission. So those are the list of things that I have for you guys when it comes to submission. And that's what I really want. I want I really what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, submitting to God and one of the questions that I asked you I want you to go back and I want you to answer them and I want you to really consider these questions consider these verses throughout your day throughout your life as you continue through this week because submitting to God submitting to the Holy Spirit submitting to Jesus can get you into doors that you never thought would have been open for you. Oh, don't start crying. So submit to him, trust in him, love in him, and let him be your guide and your rock. And he will take you everywhere. So I love you. Um, I hope today was a word for you. Um, consider Christ. Submit to Christ. And go win. Go win. Um, so I'm going to close this out in prayer. Wherever you are, podcast, um, Bible study, group chat, website, bow your heads. Let's get into it. Lord, I want to thank you for bringing us here to get together today. I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to submit to you. To abide in your word, to be guided by your word, to be joyful, to be trusting, to teach, to witness, to testify, to rejoice, to love, to give. I want to thank you for all the ways that we can submit to you today. In this week, in this month, in this year, in our life. I want to thank you for the opportunity to lead. I want to thank you for the opportunity to follow. Thank you for everything that you have placed before us today. Thank you for our families, our friends. Thank you for our enemies. You are a gracious, merciful, and just God. And glory and honor and praise belong to you. For righteousness is held in your right hand. Good is our God. Thank you. I pray over our nation, over our country. I pray that you give this country wisdom, perseverance, and endurance, but above all, wisdom for, but wisdom is the beginning of knowing God. 
and we should chase it and seek it. Unharden our hearts and mold them into what you need them to be. Whatever does your will. And wake up a nation full of women and men who are after God's own heart. I thank you for this day. I thank you for this week. And I thank you for my brothers and sisters. Sisters, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I love you guys. I am thankful for you guys. And I hope you guys go win. And thank you for episode five in season one. And I will see you guys tomorrow for episode six. God bless. Because today, not only is it Bible Prayer Hour, but it's also the sixth podcast. And not only that, but we have over 80 listeners, and they're not everybody in the group. There's people from other places listening. So let's talk about God. So it's clearly doing something. God is good. Like, I can cry. Hold on. Don't cry, Brittany. Hold your tears. Tears, girl. Hold your tears. Okay. <laughs> I get so I get so giddy about God. I get so giddy about God. But don't cry. So today has been before I read the daily devotional. Today has been uh this week has been a heck of a week. Um, I have learned lessons. I have lost P friends. I have man. This week has been. It's been. It's been some. But one thing that I did learn the most was that God will literally use, God will free the people you love through you. And I know it kind of sounds crazy, but if you think about it, like, I ain't going to get into it because I'll, I'll run off, I'll run off into the balance. <laughs> but I'm a, I want to tell y'all about um, Moses is going to be a great, we're going to talk about Moses today and how he did what he did and how God used him to free the people he loved and how we can apply that to our own life. And what do what steps do we need to take to be more like Moses, to be great leaders, to be people who people can actually follow? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to follow somebody who's going nowhere, who's not consistent, who who isn't patient, who isn't understanding, who, who lacks wisdom. I don't want to follow somebody like that. And Moses was not somebody who lacked any of those things. He had it all. And that's what made him a great leader. So if we want people to, if we want God to free the people we love through us, we have to learn to be like Moses. So... That's what we're gonna be talking about today, and we're gonna get into it. But before we get into it, baby, we gotta read the daily devotional. I'm already crying. I know. I actually, y'all, I this is gonna be the first time. This is the first time I ever anointed the Bible study. And when I say that, is I literally took the, my my holy oil, my oil that I prayed over the blessed oil, and I um anointed like the mic and everything. And I don't, I don't know what called me to do that. I'm going to say God, but we're going to get into it. So for July 6th, it reads, I am your father, God. Listen to me. Learn what it means to be a child of the everlasting king. Your richest duty is devotion to me. 
This duty is such a joyous privilege that it feels like luxury. You tend to feel guilty about pushing back the boundaries of your life to make space for time alone with me. The world is waiting to squeeze you into its mold to crowd out time devoted to me. The ways of the world have also warped your conscience, which punishes you for doing the very thing that pleases me most. Seeking my face, listen to me above the clamor of voices trying to distract you. Ask my spirit to control your mind, for he and I work in perfect harmony. Be still, attentive in my presence. You are on holy ground. Hold up. I'm sorry. That came out weird because I told y'all all the time that I don't only read the Dolby devotional with y'all when I'm going ahead and I'm going to um, do a Bible study. Y'all, you are on holy ground. That was what God told Moses. That means that we, I'm in the right place to talk about when I say we're going to talk about Moses. God is good there is no god like our god let me stop oh god you you oh you good with it you good with it that's crazy okay start crying baby okay so we have a, a scriptures to go with that for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace Isaiah 9, 6. And then we have Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and he is just in having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the full foul, foul of a donkey. Romans 8, 15 through 16. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And then we have Exodus. Oh my goodness. God, you are doing something. You doing something. Because we're going to be reading from Exodus, y'all. Get in your Bible right now to the book of Exodus. Because that's what we're going to be reading out of. And I find God truly amazing with what he has done today. He picked, he picked what we were going to talk about. He did that. Exodus 3, 5. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground okay that's crazy that's good that's good that's wonderful that is wonderful god is good okay so y'all bible study let me focus focus i'm excited because i see what the lord is doing i wanted to talk to y'all about the lord will free who you love through you so if you have anybody who you feel like is struggling with getting closer to god you're seeing that even if they're not struggling, they're backsliding. Um, you're seeing them fall apart. You're seeing them step away. You're seeing them not go. The, the Bible describes there is going to be a time where people will a great falling away and a great coming to. And if you're looking around and you're seeing the people you love 
fall away, there's two things that you need to examine. One, are you being a good leader for them to, are, are they looking at your actions? Are your actions describing or depicting somebody who is going to or falling away? Because somebody who falls away, they look at the actions of those around them. And if you're around them and you're not depicting somebody who is a great leader like Moses, there can be a great falling away because of it. So, we don't talk about it. We don't get into it. And we finna um, dive into this word. So, if you want to go to Exodus... Um, it's one of the first books in the Bible uh, after Genesis. Genesis is Exodus. Exodus is a wonderful book, y'all. It's one of the books. Moses literally has... Basically, most of the Testament is about Moses. <laughs> Moses was the Don Juan. <laughs> he, was, he was that dude. So we're going to go to Exodus 6.28. 6.28. Okay, Moses, we're talking about Moses today, baby. So we have six, six, six. Hmm. and it reads, and it came to pass on the day the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt. And I want to pause right there and I want to um, talk about something really, really intriguing. The Lord came to Moses on the on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath. Which lets us know he will disturb your comfort. Because the Sabbath is supposed to be a day of comfort. You're not supposed to um be doing any work. You're not supposed to be doing anything. Baby, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be laid up in the house resting. The Sabbath is supposed to be a day of rest. But instead of it being a day of for Moses. The Lord decided to come to him on the day when he is supposed to be resting. So he came to him to disrupt. He came disrupting his comfort. So the Lord will come to you and disturb your comfort if it means the betterment of his plans. That's deep. And that's and that starts Moses' story off with some, ooh, I mean, mo, baby, Hannah, you just joined this. We in the book of Exodus, um, six twenty eight. We're talking about Moses. Um, we're basically saying, um, that Exodus six, uh, it reads six twenty eight, and it came to pass on the day of the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt. So it just lets us, this lets us know that the Lord will come to, he came to Moses on the day of the Sabbath, which is supposed to be a day of rest. It's supposed to be a day of relaxation, baby. You're supposed to be chilled up in a jacuzzi, kicking it. But instead of it being that for Moses, God came to disrupt his comfort, his day of comfort, because he had a plan for better. And then we have, I want y'all to read to Exodus 6.29. Exodus 6.29 reads, that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord. Speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. So these are some points already. These are some points already. Um, One, 
The Lord will come to you in your place to disturb your comfort. The Lord will disturb your comfort. You can write that down. The second thing is, the Lord informed Moses, just like he does for us, that he is who he says he is before telling us anything else. One way you know God is talking to you is because there is never a time in his word where he did not announce who he was. And he announced who he was to Moses. He says, say to them, I am the Lord. That was the first thing he said to Moses. See, the devil stay trying to trick people. He come to people and tell you, hey, I want you to do this. But have you told me who you are first? Who are you talking to me? Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me. That's the same thing Satan did to Jesus. He didn't even announce who he was. But Jesus knew who he was. So, I already started crying, y'all. Y'all know how I get. And then we have Exodus 6.30. But Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I am uncircumcised. Let me pause before I read the rest of that verse. Uncircumcised in truly means, in the spiritual, it means that I am unclean. I am not, I am not good enough. It's basically being, when a person is circumcised, they have been cut off from the world. He's saying he is still connected to them. He's saying, I can't go to them and tell them to set these people free, and I'm still connected to them. I'm still filthy. I'm just like them. How can I go and tell him to set these people free, and I'm a hypocrite? Let that set in. Let me continue. I am of uncircumcised lips. And how shall Pharaoh heed me? How will Pharaoh listen to what I'm saying? And I'm I'm unclean. I'm just like them. I'm just like the Egyptians. I'm trifling too. But this lets us know Moses was aware that he had no power nor standing. Which led him to discount God's instruction. How many times do we do that? When the Lord tell us to do something, we be like, um, I don't think I'm good enough for that, Lord. I think you got the wrong one. Maybe you want to choose Auntie Sally over there or somebody else because it ain't me, partner. And he chose you for a reason. You see, Moses, Moses was somebody who was a, a Israelite, but he grew up in the palace. Which means he knew how to talk. He knew how to, to stand before those people. Because he knew their ways. He knew their customs. Sometimes when they feel like God is putting you in a whirlwind. And you here and you're there. Brianna, sis. You feel like why am I, I moved from Texas all the way to Vegas. Why am I here? Why am I there? Why, does he, why do I keep getting moved around? Because you know the ways of the party life. Just like you know the ways of the. The, the chill life, the people, you know, that them country folks, you know how to speak high class, you know how to speak low class, which means you know how to talk to everybody and bring them all together, which is what God intended for Moses. He knew how to speak at all. He knew how to speak high class and low class. He knew how to bring them together. Even though in this case right here, I'm not, in this case right here, it was Moses wasn't bringing them together. But I'm speaking from um, a point of where 
And sometimes it be feeling like God be twirling us around. It's because he trying to get you, he trying to get you to, to learn it all. You, you supposed to learn more than what you think. You're supposed to know more what you, than what you think you do. But let me continue, baby. And then we have Exodus 7, 1. Exodus 7, 1. So the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you as God to Pharaoh. And Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. So let me, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. The Lord reassured Moses, even though Moses doubted the instruction that God, the person who, not, I'm sorry, person, thing, deity, God is of all, God is everything. The, he is who created time and space. Even though time and space are separate, he has the ability to come in between them and to separate them and to bring them close and to sit down and then push them far away and bring them. God can do it all. No God, no thing can do what God can do. Moses discounted the instruction that God gave him. And even though he did that, God reassured him. By telling him, he is a. Let me let me let me read let me read my notes. The Lord reassured Moses, he is a gentle God to those who serve him. Moses serves him. He was even though Moses doubted him, and it, maybe nobody really wants to doubt God. Let's just say that, even though he did, God was still gentle with him instead of whooping him upside his head and saying, "Listen to what your daddy say." He was gentle with him. He reassured Moses that even though he has no power or standing, even though he's just as filthy as the, as the Egyptians, because God is God, he has the power to take nothing and use it as a vessel for his will to be done. That he will take the weak and place it above the proud. How many times in scripture does he say that? He will take the foolish and put to shame the wise. Moses was labeled as somebody who couldn't even talk. So much so that God used his brother to speak for him. And we don't get into it because even though a lot of people think that that's... Um, He's so pitiful, you know. He had to have his brother speak for him. I want you to look at it another way, too. Another way, too. That not only that he will take those as just, as much as low regard, and make them prophets, as John cleared the way for Jesus, so Aaron did for Moses. Look at it that way. Moses thought that G Moses, Moses's brother was standing there and he was supposed to speak for Moses, right? What did John do for Jesus? It's prophecy. It's prophecy. Your brother will speak to you. What was John to Moses? I mean, what was John to Jesus? He was his cousin. Your brother will speak for you. He will clear the way for you. It get deep, y'all. It get deep. We serve a God who will pull those up with us. 
We love on account of our righteousness filling their cups. We serve a God who will fill the cups of those we love on account of your righteousness. His brother was, I'm sure, I don't even know what they lived in back in those days, probably huts. Hebrew's <laughs> brother probably he, he lived in, in the huts, y'all. Teepees. <laughs> Let's be for real. And his and God tells Moses, I'm going to use your brother too. I'm going to use those you love. And they're going to be just as high regard as you because of your righteousness. But then we have Exodus 7 2. You shall speak all that I command you. And Aaron, your brother, shall tell Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of his land. The Lord, and this is what I have now, the Lord will allow you to speak for him. For his people, you will become head of the table. How many times can you look at your life and, and, and you've been placed in a position where you the head, not your daddy, not your mama, not your brother, not your older sister, your older brother. Don't think that it's just because of the fact that, hey, you have some stay. It's because your wisdom, your connection to God, God has placed you there. He will place you in, 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 at the head of the table. We need to we need to look at our lives and, and think. Am I be, man? Moses was an amazing leader. He was an amazing leader. He sought God. He chased God. Think about go back to the to the beginning of the Exodus, where he's standing. He's he, he Moses just walking along. You know what I'm saying? He's kicking it big time, and it's nighttime, right? And a bush catch fire. And don't get me wrong, how many of us, the bush catch fire, and looking at it, and it's not burning. Have, be honest with yourself. How many of you are going to run? I'm not going to lie to you. I would have ran. Because I would have thought, me, living in the times we live in, uh, did some demonic stuff. This is, this is weird, man. This ain't right. But Moses trusting the Lord. Knowing he, the Lord done kept him through 40 years of of isolation, of wilderness. He walked to it. The Lord said, come here. He walked to it. And then told him to take off his shoes for this is holy ground. And guess what he did? No questions asked. He told him to pick up the staff. He picked up the staff, even though it turned into a serpent, he still stood his ground next to the Lord. How many of us can say we would do that? How many of us can be that leader? Baby, it is deep. Okay. Here we got uh, Exodus 7 3. All right, I got a little. Little cry, little cry boogers in my nose. Little cry boogers. We have Exodus 7 3. And it reads, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs 
and my wonders in the land of Egypt. And then this is what I got down for this. Your enemies as a servant, the Lord will make your enemies as a servant to your God, to God, are yours. Oh, Lord, I done wrote those notes wrong. God's enemies. Oh, my bad. You have no enemies on this earth, y'all. The only enemies that you have as a servant to God is the enemies who are against God. That's your enemy. If anybody is against God, that's your enemy. It's not the person who tripped you at work. It's not the person who um who doubted that you could uh do this or do that. It's not the person who uh that, for me personally, y'all know I'm a dog groomer, who put extra dogs on your schedule. That's not my enemy. My enemy is anybody who says that the Lord Jesus Christ is not the Son of God. My enemy is anybody who stands against my God. Those are our enemies. And that's exactly what Pharaoh was. He denied God. He rejected God. He ridiculed God. And that is who our enemies are. People who do just that. And Exodus 3 is saying, and he will use your enemies, which is the enemies of God, as an example to show the other, the other people, the other enemies. He is God. Using his humble servant as a vessel. God used Moses. And he used Moses' enemy, which is an enemy of God. To show them that he is God. Moses literally thought he was God, y'all. He thought he was God. But the story, this story is an example of prophecy of what happens with Satan and God. How Pharaoh, which is Satan, refused to listen to Moses, which is God's word, and armies was set against him. That's what the that's what the book of Exodus is about. It is prophecy. And I know it sounds crazy. And if you don't believe me, you can go back and read it, y'all. Read the book. It is so freaking good. But that's what I have for y'all today. And I would love to hear y'all's opinions and y'all's thoughts. And y'all hit me with your best shot. Go ahead, y'all. Let me know what y'all think about the book of Exodus. I wish I had something to say. I, I really felt like the part where you were talking about how, um, you know, how Moses was kind of like doubting yeah. himself um, and his abilities. He was more so like relying basically on his own strength and didn't realize that God was going to give him the strength to, to be the leader that he wanted him to be. Amen. Um, and I can really, I can really uh, relate that um you know as as a wife um who is an unequally yoked marriage i've had to take the the leadership role and as far as spirituality but thank god my husband's not coming around praise the lord amen god is good he is and um 
But yeah, and at first I thought I wasn't really up to the task. I was like, I was just like, how am I going to? Because you know, my husband, he sees me in every shape and form that I am, and how I act. And, exactly. you know, I, I was like telling myself, I have to be like A1. Especially when, like, I don't know if you you probably experienced it in your house, but when you say something about God and to receive um, laughter or mocking or ridiculing about your faith and you to stay consistent. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, man, like, it, it, it be taking, I don't know about you, but it take everything in me to not try to strangle people. <laughs> Like it takes everything in me. Yeah. Um. Like, and I was telling Brianna at the beginning of this, and I feel like it, it plays a role too. Like everything that happened this week plays a role into what we're going to talk about in Bible study. It's just funny how God do stuff. And this morning, when I was getting ready for work, my mom sent me this uh, live TikTok, right? And it was this dude, and he was like, "Have a." positive uh communication with the atheist about god so being nosy even though i probably shouldn't have because we all knew i was about to cast my pearls on swine i uh i clicked it i clicked it and of course i saw my mama going in you know i saw her text message on my phone y'all no I, god is real you know she was going she was going in um, I think that's just what us, that's what any child want to do for their parent. You want to defend your father. You want to defend your mother. And I wanted to do it. So I, I freaking did it. And even when I was thrown, I was throwing my pearls, y'all. I was throwing my pearls. You couldn't stop me. I was unstoppable. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I realized that nobody was even like, fighting against me and don't get me it was like it was more of a nobody was fighting against me it was some people saying stuff yeah but their words had no weight to it they couldn't even prove it and they couldn't discount what I was saying I would even though I have wisdom I was wasting my wisdom do you get what I'm saying? Because it was just like, why am I fighting with somebody who can't even defend their God? Yes, I can defend my God. And that's wonderful. That's awesome. But who asked me to? Who asked you to defend your God? Who asked you to do that? He is God alone. He can defend himself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us try to do that in our relationships where we try to use words to defend our God. We try to use the scripture and the wisdom that God has given us. Wasting. Wasting. When he says, I don't want you to use your words. That's why he said, that's why he says, slow to speak. 
Let your actions prove it. Let your actions prove his presence. Because their words is doing nothing. But discounting their God. Discounting their wisdom. The stupidity that comes from their mouth. Or that they type. Discounts their wisdom. Their, their God. Their whatever deity they follow. But your actions. Will prove God. And. I think that a lot of the times we be try and like we, we need to do that in our relationships with our friends. Like when they ask and like if, if we consider them friends and they're like they don't believe in God or they're 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 not there where they need to be in their faith and they know it, you know it. Don't always be trying to slap them with the word. Slap them with actions. Right. Let them see you in a state where you're angry. When somebody tests your patience, because baby, it's been some time some folks done tested my patience. And I've been around people, and instead of acting like turn the other cheek and let them slap, I want baby, I will I slap them back. And they looked at me, and, and they probably, Brittany, you show you go, <laughs> I saw you cut up like that. And you know what I'm saying? It's, that's not how we need, that's not how we need to be. We need to be like Moses. <laughs> Let your actions speak. And Moses' actions speak. He literally couldn't speak. His brother talked for him. It was his actions that were seen through the people. That's what it's about. Moses couldn't talk, but his brother talked for him. Moses' brother, to me, this to me, this is me speaking. Moses' brother was a representation of God talking. It was Moses' actions that were supposed to be seen. And I just feel like, man, like, it's crazy, y'all. It's crazy how God works. Crazy. But, y'all, <laughs> it was so good to make anybody else, anybody else, any other. And I thought it was a wonderful message, sis. And it's just crazy how the devotional matched the, like, the exact word you put right? on your heart, you know? And I think um, what stuck out to me is that God will bless those around us uh, because of our righteousness, you know? Amen. And God, I mean, God, Abraham, he was called, like, the first person in the Bible, maybe the only, that was called a friend of God. And he was made righteous because he believed God, you know? And Amen. Moses didn't have to have it all together at that point. But he decided um, when God, you know, spoke to him, telling him to go to Egypt and go speak to Pharaoh, he decided to believe God for his words, believe that he mm -hmm. is truly the I am. So that's what spoke to me, you know, um, along with Hannah's testimony just right now that we can be uh, the example of God even by our actions. It's not so much about words. Mm -hmm. Because we can talk the talk all day, all day, all night, but really people look at our actions, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's crazy, Shadda, because I was just, um, my nephew was just in here. Before we started the Bible study, I'm just like, he um sees me. I tell him all the time when he come in my room, Nini, because he love messing with my Bibles, and I think he do it to mess with me. <laughs> he not to get kids; they like attention. So I think he do it to get the attention. I'm just like, Nini, leave my Bible alone. 
Leave my Bible alone. You know, I'm playing my Bible. You can, you can rip anything else up, but don't you touch that Bible. He'll do it. He'll be like, get TT. I'll be like, you leave my Bible alone. So uh, today he, came in the room, he comes in the room and he sits in my chair and he's like, Bible? He picks it up. I'm like, you know what? Let me not even tell him, don't touch the Bible. Let me show him what you're supposed to do with the Bible. So I pick my Bible up and I kiss it. He goes, he picks up his, I gave him a little Bible, right? And he picks up his little Bible and he kisses it. He goes, <laughs> and I say, good job, Mimi, good job. And he goes, oh, you know, he gets happy. And I start kissing it more. <laughs> he starts kissing it more and more. I'm like, yo, you know, it's, it's, it's by our actions that they learn. Yes, words is good too. Because the power, life and death is in the power of the tongue. But actions too, you know, actions, actions, actions. So little stuff like that is just like, man, it can really go a long way out. So Abigail, you spin the facts. And I was just in church right before I logged in, but we were talking about how, you know, like um, in the case of like Elisha, we we're reading in Second Kings six, and I know you know the story, right? Like God and Elisha prayed. Lord, please open the eyes of my servant. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you know, told the king of Israel of uh, the king of Syria, Syria's plan, you know, mm -hmm. to uh, camp in such and such a place and to basically destroy them. But, mm -hmm. um, because of the prophet, you know, because of Moses, a whole generation was delivered mm -hmm. after 400 years of Egyptian slavery, you know, how much more if God's no respect of persons, you know, how much more when we have the Holy Spirit in us, how much more could we deliver our family members? Like you nice. said on this message, those who are backslidden, those brothers and sisters or uh, parents that we're praying for, you know? Yeah. Thanks. Nice. Man, ain't like the stuff God does for us, y'all, like, man, it gets deep. It really look back over your life and think about the stuff that you've asked God. Like me, I can, I have a man. I got an amazing testimony, and I was literally in the shower yesterday. Probably TMI, but I was in the shower last yesterday, and I was like, I was like, y'all hear my dogs or whatever. But I was in the shower yesterday, and I was like, man, God, I I say my daily bread and shower. I was like, I want to raise up a nation. Men and women after God's heart. I've been saying that for years, for years, for a long time. I want to help you with that, or not. I want to do it, but I want to help you. And then I look at my present. What's going on with these Bible studies? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? If you're, if you're, your want and your yearning lines up with His Word, He will do anything for you. He will do anything. So what more do you think he will do for those that you love on account of your willing to, to fall in line with his word? He will do it all. So I found that mighty, mighty, mighty deep. I'm already crying again. Because I just, I think God is amazing. And, and man, y'all, uh, anybody else, anybody else? I <sighs> But hey, hey sis, you logged on a little late, but you may, I'm gonna send you the notes. I'm gonna send you the notes. I'm gonna message you the notes. I know. I'm so sorry. I have to make food for my husband. You okay? What you make him? Um, I made him a 
Uh, Girl, I'm about to come over. You go ahead and make me some food. What you mean? <laughs> yeah, but um, that testimony that you said it was nice. I'm glad sis. I can't wait to send you the notes. I really want y'all to get into Exodus, and actually tomorrow, um, I'll be leading again. I'll actually be leading this whole week. I know y'all sick of me. Um, but I'll be leading this week and tomorrow. I actually want to ask y'all some questions pertaining to, um, y'all's, how do I word this? I want to ask y'all questions pertaining to y'all's, um, y'all dealings with the devil. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but I want, I want to ask, I know, I, I know I've been, attack I don't know if y'all have been lately but I know I've been being attacked oh, yeah it's been pretty bad whether it's temptation or lack of wanting to read your word or lack of wanting to rejoice about God or lack of wanting to glorify him or whatever the case may be uh attacks on your family just like job uh attacks on your work life on your on your financial man like attacks and i want to ask y'all how do y'all think y'all are managing how are you managing because what y'all say how y'all manage you could help somebody else. So I want to ask the ladies and the brothers that too tomorrow. So, and we'll just like dive into that. We'll do a whole, Amen. A whole y'all, thing. Y'all definitely are an encouragement, you know? So I Thanks. think uh, it goes a long way. Like even Chris said, you know, what she was saying, uh, her testimony, I think it was yesterday with how she opened the word. And, you know, the verse of the day really spoke to her. I encourage me. Amen. Uh, tomorrow. Amen. I can't wait too. I'm excited. Y'all, but anybody want to close this out in prayer? And Carissa, sis, what you got for us? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll close you guys out in prayer. Um, I mean, I just, it's what I was in here for everything, but okay. It's okay, sis. Okay. Okay, let me see who's all in here. What I pray for all y'all. Amen. Okay. Oh, I have a I have a request. I'm so sorry. Can you pray? Can you pray for um Sky's first year in school? That is Brianna's daughter. First year in school. We are praying that she is covered in no influences that that go against God's word. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful group of girls, women of God, Father. I thank you for allowing them to take time out of their precious days and come together and fellowship with each other. Listen to what Brittany has to say today, Father. I know I missed a lot of it, most of it, and but I know that um, from what I've heard, it was probably a, definitely a good word. Lord, I want to keep Brianna's daughter's eye in my prayers. 
we want to keep her in our prayers, Father. She's going to school, and we know how this generation of kids can be, Father. Many bullies, many kids that are being raised with different thoughts and types of things that I guess that aren't according to your word, Father. I pray that you cover her in the blood of Yeshua. I pray that you take care of her. And I pray that you'd let no weapon formed against her prosper, Father. I pray that she'd be a light in everyone's darkness. I pray that she just knows how to discern good from evil, especially in the school system, Father. I pray that you give her the strength to overcome anyone that tells her what's wrong or what's right in their eyes, Father. I also thank you, Father, for just giving every single person in this chat, everybody in the chat, people that are with us, Father. I thank you for just giving them another day. Thank you for waking them up and allowing them to breathe. You're a bomb prayer. You are. And you get better and better. You get so much better and better every time you do it. I get a little nervous, guys. I know. It's okay. But you're so good. You're so good. Not all of y'all are. And I love hearing y'all pray. <laughs> I'll be working on it. Girl, y'all getting it. Y'all getting it, baby. Y'all some prayer warriors. We got some strong prayer warriors in the group, for real. Y'all soldiers when it comes to God. And I love that about y'all. But I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to let y'all close off y'all evening. Um, I pray peace, comfort, joy, health, love, laughter over y'all's life or through this week, through this month, for the rest of y'all days. And and Place upon yourselves the armor of God. 
because tomorrow, baby, we gonna talk about the armor of God and everything. We talking about it all. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna probably cry all the whole thing. We gonna cry through the whole thing. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so I love y'all. I hope y'all have a wonderful evening. And I'm gonna send you the notes, Chris. I'm gonna send all y'all the notes that I got. And don't laugh at my spelling. Y'all know I'm a little slow. Um, but God uses the foolish to put the shame to wise. <laughs> I'm gonna see y'all my notes, okay? Alrighty. All right, I love y'all, and y'all text me too if y'all wanna lead too. Let me know. Let me know. All right. Okay. Bye, my loves. Bye, y'all. Night.